0: Sex and Sensuality, the podcast, where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. We are here every Monday night at 9 p.m. chatting about tantalizing topics that most won't dare say aloud. Hello, hello, and welcome to season two of Sex and Sensuality, the podcast, where we speak what your dirty mind thinks. I am Miss Mika. How are you guys doing? It is so good to be back. We have taken, what, a two-month, maybe about a two-month break, probably not quite that long, but about a two-month break, and we are back. It is now I have only one co-host, so (laughs) I am your host, Miss Mika Nicole, and we have Gigi. How are you doing, girl? Hey, I'm too. I missed you too, darling. I'm so glad that we're back. Yes. So, we're going to be here every Monday night at 9 p.m. talking about our juicy topics when it comes to sex, love, relationships, things that you can utilize in your life to just be a better you overall. And in addition, we're adding a few different segments this time. So we'll have a political piece just cause we wanna also make sure we are up to date on what's going on in the political world because it's so much that's been happening lately. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Gigi. What you want to say, girl?
1: (laughs) Yes, honey. It's a lot going on. More than probably we even have in a segment a week that we can talk about. Cause girl, by the end of the next day, it's like 10 other things and hit the (laughs) fan.
0: That is so true. So we will have our political topic of the day. We will still do our little juicy gossip. And then I may add in some tips for our lesbian, our same-sex moms, because Gigi and I are both same-sex moms. So we are raising families and there are things that being a same-sex mom, like a two-mom household that just are different than a mom in a dad household or dad in a dad household. So we will throw out some tips relating to that as well. So tonight guys, we are talking boundaries. And you know, boundaries are so important. There are a lot of people out here who do not know how to set clear boundaries. They do not know how to discuss their boundaries and they definitely do not know how to enforce them. So we're going to dive deep into that because women, we have to learn how to enforce our boundaries so that we're not just accepting any old body or Mm. any old thing in this life, right? You better say that, sister. (laughs) That's right, girl. All right. So we're gonna start off with Miss Gigi tonight. Girl, talk to me about politics. What do we have on the radar right now?
1: Oh, okay. So it's so much. But I mm-hmm. thought that this was very prevalent to what's been going on this week with the Biden Harris administration and the student debt relief plan. So I don't know if you heard about it because there's mm-hmm. been some positives and negatives. Yes. People are getting in their feelings, some people excited about the $10,000, $20,000 money that would be coming toward them to, to remove that outstanding For some debt relief. Yes, yes. for the debt, debt relief, yeah. But then some people are like, oh, it's not enough. <laughs> and oh, I, I, I have over $100,000 wealth. And what is $10,000 or $20,000 gonna do? But so let me tell you something. It's more than just that. So yes, if you make under $125,000, then you can get the 10,000 or 20,000. 20,000 is for those that apply for the Pell grants. They will remove $20,000 yeah. $20, off your loan. If you make more than that, of course it's just the 10. Yeah. And I get it. I get that you're thinking, "Well, that's not a lot of money for the balance that I have out there." But think of it this way. If you go to a store and somebody, you spend $100 and somebody tells you, "Oh, we're going to give you 10% discount." Everybody get all excited. "Woohoo, at least I get 10% off and they're going to take the taxes." So why are you going to complain about $10,000? Like that's still something, right? But it's bigger than that. It's even bigger than that. And let me tell you why. It's not just about the money that they're going to be giving as a off on the, your debt. But if you have other things, so there's there's a thing called the PSA, PSLF. Make sure I say the letters correctly, right? Mm-hmm. And that is a public service loan forgiveness plan, right? So if you've made more than 120 payments during the course of your student loan, okay, then you can have that forgiven, the rest, the balance, regardless of whatever balance it is that you've had.
0: Right, you do have to have worked in a company that is considered public service because some of these companies aren't. And what, is best to do is to go on the website and actually go ahead and apply because sometimes you don't even know your company is considered a public service company. Right. Like Kaiser is, they have a nonprofit portion of their company and they have a regular for profit. So mm-hmm. they're considered public service if you've worked for Kaiser. So I just want to make sure I throw that out there. Go ahead.
1: Well, good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes, Ms. Mika is correct on that for the qualifying and nonprofit. So temporary changes will happen ending October 31st. So what they're telling you to do is enroll. You still can get enroll on after November 1st, you will not be eligible. So December 31st up to now. So we, tomorrow is the 29th of August, right? We're at the 29th of August today and then up until October 31st. So yeah. get out there, like Mika said, you can visit PSLF.gov to learn more and to apply. So get your application in there and see. You might be surprised. I heard on the Mm -hmm. radio a woman said she didn't know. She had been making her payments. She made her over 120 payments and she didn't apply all of these years, like over 10 years. And the good thing is it doesn't start from the day of you applying. It starts from the day that you got the loan. So regardless, yeah. you can still get the rest of that money forgiven. So and I,
0: let me tell you, I don't even think I'm going to be able to get my forgiven because I don't feel like I've made 120 payments over all these years because I've been deferred. I've been in school. Um, I've been in forbearance. I've been on income reduction. So uh, I don't even know. Was, I'm like, did I make 120 <laughs> Girl, just so But good, I good, did see. apply And I just got to get somebody from Kaiser to fill out the form. Because like I said, I I did work at Kaiser. Your employer does have to fill out a portion of that form. And that could be difficult for some people because they probably not even working in those companies anymore. So just go ahead and try to do it as soon as you can and just see what can happen. Because yes, I've read a lot of people like, oh, I got zero student. Yes. So
1: One of my friends, it happened to her. She got the letter in the mail, zero pay. She literally just like finished with her master's not too long ago. So it was really really a surprise. And I was so happy. So the last thing I just want to bring up is the Biden House administration is requiring borrowers to pay no more than 5% of their discretionary income monthly on undergraduate loans so that's down from the 10 percent from before so that will actually make a big impact on people's Mm incomes and have more money to spend in their households and take care of their family
0: so So he's something he's doing something and i know a lot of people are complaining because they want him to wipe the debt clean and i am on that side too i want the debt to be wiped clean However, I know that a little something is still something, and I'm right. just grateful because I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this twenty thousand dollars to get off of my <laughs> this twenty thousand dollars to get off of my little credit, honey.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, so. I understand. I um,
1: I never went to a traditional college per se. I went to one of those. I don't know if you know those those crazy colleges where you get in there and they say, oh, come in, and you're gonna do a learn something mm-hmm. here on a trade this and that. And when I did that, I didn't know any better. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like the predatory they did for housing is the same thing they did for schools back it then. Right. So
0: predatory, so and predatory.
1: I signed up and I was going to the school, but then I ended up leaving and getting in the medical building, which is what I've been doing for the last now 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Right. And they kept sending me these bills and I kept saying, I'm, I'm not. In this field. And I remember reading something. If you're not in this field, you can get them to remove that student loan from your credit. And mm. I wrote them every year for five years. And every year they denied it. until one day I got a letter saying you have been forgiven and we have rocked
0: it out. So you know, sometimes you gotta awesome. keep
1: trying, girl.
0: <laughs> gotta keep trying. That's what I'm I'm just gonna keep praying. That, you know, maybe the next person that come along and say, okay, well, we're going to forgive 50,000. You know, right. keep going, just keep praying. Okay, so we're going to move on to our little juicy topic of the day, guys. So our juicy topic is this lady got arrested because she decided to go to her neighbor's house. Her neighbor was outside with her kids in a cute outfit. And mm-hmm. she she noticed that her boyfriend kept staring at the neighbor and I guess because the neighbor was looking good, she gets mad at the neighbor and runs over to the neighbor's house talking about what you're wearing is inappropriate. I'm going to beat your ass <laughs> and your kid's ass. And I'm like, how dare she? Because your man is staring at her. That lady don't have nothing to do with it. And this goes back to, we should be able to wear what the hell we want to wear. Yeah. Your point blank, And not worry about everyone else and how they're feeling about what we're wearing. Stop policing women and what they are wearing. Mm-hmm. Control yourself. Control <laughs> her husband. He needs to control his her boyfriend, whoever he was. He needs to control himself. If he found himself looking that damn hard, he needs to go inside his house and stop looking. And then she needs to address him, <laughs> not address the woman, because that's not the woman's fault that she decided to look cute that day and put on a little cute little outfit. You know, her body is her body. But anyway, so she goes and the lady goes into the house because the lady's like, I'm not trying to deal with this. She goes into her house, trying to shut the door. This lady runs in the door after her, grabs her cell phone. And you know, the reason why (laughs) I'm thinking she grabbed her cell phone is because she wanted to see if her husband was sleeping with her or, or, you know, trying to see like, are they (laughs) talking? Are they doing something? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Girl, I read that. I was like, this woman got way too much time on her hands. Way too much time. And let me tell you, and if, if mm. Chase is looking at somebody, I'm going to probably look at her too and be like, oh, yeah, baby, her outfit is cute. But see, right? that's the first thing I think about. Jeez. I think of the outfit is cute. Oh, mm. she got a cute mm. shape. Or oh, right? I love those shoes. I'm not thinking about, I can't believe you staring at that woman in her butt. It does. Oh, I'm not baby. thinking about stuff like that because I don't care. Like it's I literally my
1: care. It's insecurities. It's a insecurity. lot of people are so insecure about themselves. So obviously, she felt some kind of way about her own style, her yeah. own look, or whatever. For her to be blacking out on threatening the girl and her kids, like what the kids do?
0: What the kids do? <laughs> like, and that's another thing. Like I face that a lot, where women tend to have something to say about what I'm wearing. Or how I'm looking. Like, I like to go to, but when I used to work in office, I love to go and I love to look cute. I like to put on a mm-hmm. cute outfit and I'm a shapely girl. I'm a shapely, I'm not a thick girl, but I'm a shapely small girl. And so, and I like to wear my heels. And people are looking at me like I just remember the first day that I went to this job. Now I'm in my 30s. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: probably like 31, going to this job and Started my little first day so excited because it's, it's in my field. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, my first job in my field after yeah. my master's degree. I was so happy. And all I could hear is murmuring behind me. What does she have on? Why is she wearing those heels? Oh, she must think she cute. And I'm like, damn, you don't <laughs> even got a chance to get to know me before you start judging me on my look and what I'm wearing. Girl, because you was too cute. And you were showing them out. It was like, who she thinks she is coming up here looking cuter than me? This is her first day. Oh my God. <laughs> That's exactly what I felt like people were saying. And I'm like, come on now, <laughs> don't be that way because you gotta no. stop judging people off their looks. But I agree with you, Gigi. It's like people are looking at you because they feel some kind of way about what they're wearing. Mm-hmm. They're thinking in their head, with well, damn, my product should have came with my heels, or maybe I should have put on my cute outfit. And maybe you should have. Um, and maybe you should have. <laughs> And then we Look. took a tour over the building and they, they really was trying me then because we had to walk and I had to walk about, Oh, are you going to be okay in those hills? I'm and fine in got- my hills, baby. I can run in these hills. So don't I- say with me, <laughs> Hey, I'm good. If I can walk up and down these steps, I could walk all around this building in these hills. and be just fine. But anyway, <laughs> it was, it was, oh. God, yeah. out. so she ended up going to jail. She did get arrested. Because the lady called the police. She did get her phone back. She chased her, gave her, got her phone back. And the lady, um, and she ended up getting arrested. But that goes to also say, mind your business. That's way too much. Leave people the hell alone. Mind your business that way. Okay. So let's go into our topic for the night. So our topic for the night is boundaries. So Mm -hmm. I really want to talk about setting healthy boundaries. First, let's just talk about the fact that it's hard for women to set boundaries. Gigi, talk to me. What do you think is the reason people find it so hard, especially women, setting healthy boundaries? Because I've seen it where men will set a boundary for a woman and then the woman is pissed and hurt by something a man has done but doesn't say anything about it they don't set their own boundary i think with women it's a
1: fear of loss and and that goes across the board um, pain into friendships acquaintances and romantic relationships it's a fear of loss and maybe it has a lot to do with the things that we've had to raise and grow up with some of us not having our mothers or fathers in our lives, but it, that's the only word that came to me that Mm -hmm. felt right for everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Because when I think about a relationship with a man, you're right. They can set a boundary just as easy as they change their underwear. Be like, this is what I want to do. They don't think twice about it. And for some reason women go, okay. And fall right in line, even though, in your spirit your mind your heart you're not comfortable with it you don't Mm -hmm. want to do it you don't like it but you're going to do it anyway You're going to do it anyway
0: and then you won't call them out about their bullshit
1: right because like let's use when men say okay look i want to have a threesome but if we do the threesome it can only be with another woman
0: yeah (laughs) like what kind of boundary is that and then the women go well okay Knowing she don't want to be with no woman. And it's like, why are we doing this to ourselves? So this is a quote I want to read to you. You could be a good person with a kind heart and still tell people to fuck off if necessary. That's by Madeline Dara Elizade. I agree with that. And I tell Mm -hmm. people all the time, stop thinking that you have to be confrontational When Mm -hmm. setting your boundaries to be assertive does not mean that you have to be confrontational. Mm -hmm. You can assertively say that something is bothering you and hurting you or that this is your boundary. You can assertively say those things without fear of that, you know, without being a bitch. Right. Like you really can do that. You could do that nicely and be okay. But the problem is, it's just like you said, Gigi, you are, these people are so, some people are so afraid of losing the person Mm -hmm. if they set a clear boundary. And I'm like, well, if I got to lose you because I'm setting boundaries for my life, then I don't need you because that means you don't respect me. That's right. That's it. If you respect me, you're going to respect the boundaries that I set. That's right. If there's something that you feel like you cannot follow, then now we can discuss compromising. Because Mm -hmm. you can compromise on some of your boundaries, because sometimes we can be a little straight with that. So it's okay to say, well, you know, I can't do that, but I can do this. And you decide for yourself, will that work for me? Mm -hmm. If it works for you, fine. If it doesn't, then you got to let it go, honey.
1: Yeah, there was a pastor, a pastor that said one time in his sermon, he said, "You have to look at certain things that people bring to you, and you have to say, is this my quicksand, or is this my cement?" Mm, I like when that. he said that. I always think about that. Is this something that's quicksand to me? Is it movable? Is it something that I'm willing to decide? Okay, like you said, compromise, mm-hmm. or is this cement? There's no budging. There ain't no knocking through that. Yeah. I don't know. You have to think within yourself. For me, I have a really hard problem with people that don't know how to speak up for themselves that are passive aggressive. It drives me insane.
0: Real quick, we got to talk about what passive aggression is because people don't know what that is sometimes. Because some people who don't know how to speak up for themselves are normally not passive aggressive so tell me about your experience what you mean because normally they if they're not speaking up for themselves they're not even passively speaking up for themselves
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess for me it's like people that want to say something to you but instead of saying what they want to say to you they go all the way around the bush and say well, girl, you know, I was just calling you because I wanted to see how you was doing. And then then you 10, 15 minutes into a conversation go, okay, w- there was one thing I wanted to say. Remember when we got into it about, why could
0: you just lead with that? Well, because you know what, now, I, okay, I get what you mean. I also feel like sometimes people like to tread a little bit to make sure that they are able to talk to the person about what they want to talk to the person about. Because some people aren't good at hearing what other Mm -hmm. people have to say, especially if it's something negative. So it's like, okay, let me tiptoe around just a little bit, make sure what type of mood she in before I come out and hit her with a punch. So, But what I see as passive-aggressive, Which I, people that don't know how to set boundaries may tend to be passive aggressive. So kind of like what you just said, but I see it as, instead of saying like, listen, I don't want you feeding my baby formula. Mm -hmm. They see the the mother-in-law feed the baby formula every day, but they haven't said anything. But they come by and they (laughs) make comments like, Ooh, you giving that baby all baby that formula, form that's you probably are. why that baby got all that gas. You know, or my baby been having a lot of tummy aches because, I th- and I think it's because of that formula, as opposed to just saying, mm-hmm. hey, my baby has been having a lot of tummy aches. I've told you before that I do not want my baby drinking formula. If you're not able to follow that, then you're not able to watch my baby anymore. Right? Boom, that's setting a clear boundary. That's not being passive aggressive. That's clear. It's clear. Mm -hmm. Passive aggressive, you're not being clear. You're just throwing jabs, and you're Mm -hmm. being passive and you're being aggressive about what you're feeling inside your head. But we can avoid all that. Yes, by by just communicating. Communicating. And you know, I was one who had a hard time at work communicating my boundaries. But then I was like, The more I got into corporate world, I'm like, no, I have a right to speak up about my boundaries just as much as these people have a right to set Mm -hmm. rules and tell me that I have to follow do this or do that. I have a right to say no, I have a right to say this, I have a right to say that. So let's just talk about what boundaries are. So we're just talking today, we're focusing on personal boundaries. So they are rules or limits that a person creates to identify reasonable, safe, and permissible ways for other people to behave towards them and how they will respond when someone passes those limits. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can tell I'm in, in a little bit of mood girl, but
0: I see. <laughs> That's why I know we got some things to talk about after this show. Hinti. Let me tell you something.
1: People can really get under your skin
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it wasn't that I was always this way. I wasn't always a person that was straightforward. I wasn't always a person that required you to just come straight out and tell me how you're feeling because I didn't do it. I was very timid. I was very meek. I was very mild. I was uh, raised by a, 80 some year old grandma had no siblings, no mother, no father, no family, but that mm-hmm. older woman. So I was bullied. People knew to take advantage of me. And I didn't have anybody or anything to show me differently, right? Yeah. yeah. But it took me to get to a certain age and go through life's experiences and pains and heartaches to finally realize and shout out, no more. So that's part of my life. And through COVID, I have done that. I have literally said, look, this is who I am. This is what I will put up with. And this is what I will not put up with. And one of those things is you're not going to, one, say things, like you said, in these little subliminal messages around and I'm Mm -hmm. talking about it the air about whatever. Just speak plainly and clearly with me. This situation has really gotten under my skin because it was, to me, like we always talk about communication. If you say something to me and I don't understand it, I'm going to say, I'm not sure what you're saying, or can mm-hmm. you please explain it to me? Talk to me sometimes. I'll say, talk to me like I'm too. So maybe I'm making sure that I'm gaining what you're mm-hmm. saying, reading into it. And then some people don't know how to do that. Yeah, And then I try to do the same. And then if I feel like we're still at an odd, I'll say, okay, let me, maybe I'm not hearing you. Can you please? Well, when you get into a tiff with someone about something that makes no sense and y'all are clearly at a, a, a pass, right? then you need to just be able to step back and say, okay, we definitely need to have a full out conversation. But no, this person decides to yell, scream, shout, hang up on me. I never got to say anything. And then yet I'm the one who ends up texting and saying, look, I don't know what happened. (laughs) I apologize if I heard something incorrectly because I never really said anything to even get into it. Mm -hmm. But for them never to text me back, never. And then for this thing to blow up without communication is the kind of thing that frustrates me. It's just so frustrating why we as adults, here we are people over 40, Can't have a conversation where we can at least be clear headed, have an adult conversation, and understand where each of us is at. I I don't understand where that I don't want to talk about it, just move (laughs) on to hey, when you see me, hey girl.
0: Oh no, we I don't do that. Yeah, and you know what? I think too, because some people Again, afraid of loss, but they're also afraid of confrontation. Yes. They fear that. And I was one of those people when I was like much younger in my mm-hmm. early right. 20s and stuff. I just remember working at this one job and I'm like, I had to tell myself, I said, Well, why am I not? Why do I feel like it's okay for other people to speak up, and but it's not-, not okay for me to speak up? I'm mm-hmm. like, Let me speak up. So yeah. I started to speak up for myself, but it's so important for us to learn how to talk about things and stop fearing that Mm -hmm. everything is going to turn into a fight because it's not always going to turn into a fight. It doesn't have to. It's how we choose to approach a situation that can cause it to turn into a fight. And if someone isn't ready to talk about it, that's fine. It's okay if the person says, you know, if the person comes off a little bit too aggressive to you, it's okay to say, you know what, let's try to table this and we can try to talk about it another time. Mm -hmm. Or at least I try to talk about this with you. I understand if you're still upset or whatever. And then we can move on. But at least try to talk about it.
1: Well, Don't,
0: don't, don't move on
1: like nothing happened. That's what they thought. Just move on. We supposed to stay in a hotel in a whole nother country together. Oh, uh, uh-uh, I don't do that, honey. I uh-huh. see the pink elephant. So we're going to have to have a conversation.
0: Well, then, girl, we'll finish this story later. You can tell me if y'all had a conversation <laughs> and how it worked out. So I'm glad you shared your story because I could tell like this thing is bothering you. I just really want us as adults
1: to really get in a better place of feeling safe enough And Mm -hmm. sure enough in ourselves to be able to speak up. And then for other people on the other side, not to try to want to put their hand over your mouth to stop you from doing that. Because that's what I felt like. The other person that was involved trying to mediate this was like, well, why don't you just leave it alone? No. And I don't understand why you think it's okay that I should just leave it alone. We should be able to
0: communicate whatever it is. Well, that's the thing. I think a lot of people have not learned how to communicate, right? Mm -hmm. They have not learned how to be receptive of other people being hurt when it's automatic we become on a defense, which I'm going to talk about another time is when someone tells us a problem and they're hurt by it, or even tell us a boundary, Mm -hmm. we automatically become defensive at that person's boundary. And I'm like, it's nothing personal against you. My boundaries are to protect me Me. and my space. That's what it's for. It's not to keep you out, it's to help you understand who I am and the things that I need to protect me. It's just like when we put a fence around our house. We Mm -hmm. put walls in our houses, you know, we have (laughs) boundaries, we have things up. But it doesn't mean that you can't knock on my door and come in or that you cannot come to my fence and and come into my yard. It doesn't mean that. It just means that there is a boundary. So you need to take some type of step before impeding on that boundary, right? right? So that step may need to be some type of conversation or it may need to be the truth or it may need to be whatever it needs to be. For you to come in, you just mm-hmm. just respecting the boundary. That's it. Yeah, and that's, that's issue.
1: You said exactly how I was dealing with the person I was trying to mediate. When she called me back and said, "Did you think about it?" Just give them a pass. And when she called me back, I said, "I did think about it, and I'm not going to be able to do that." And it mm-hmm. was more like, "Whoa, what do you mean?" I'm like, "You got to understand, I that's going backwards for me, and that's mm-hmm. not how I am in my life now to just." let stuff go we have to discuss it so you hit it right on the head thank you you're welcome
0: welcome. (laughs) (laughs) okay so we want to also talk about how do we set healthy boundaries to help define how you interact with others right so this is going to be like a two to three part show Because there's so much to talk about. Yeah. Well, today we're just going to talk about two things. So you have porous boundaries, right? And then you have rigid boundaries. So porous boundaries are boundaries that are kind of loose, right? And it's kind of like, we kind of put base our boundaries on how other people see us, Mm -hmm. right? We give ourselves up, like, we try to please other people Mm -hmm. or we cross our own boundaries or we give up our own boundaries because we feel guilty for having them mm-hmm. kind of like what we was talking about earlier in these relationships with men or I'm not even gonna say with just men it's just I mean you could be in a same-sex relationship with a woman and you still don't keep your boundaries because you're trying to keep this person but yeah. some examples are oversharing of personal information which can tend to happen especially if you're a drinker you just talking 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 and you just tell her everything you have a difficulty saying no to people, which is really, really, really big because mm-hmm. a lot of people find it hard to say no because they feel guilty. Yeah. If I say no, then this person's gonna do this or this. Oh, I oh, I gotta please them. I gotta make sure they're happy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, mm-hmm. no. no, say no. No, it's a complete sentence. Yes, it is. Fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. You have fear. If you are feeling like you're going to be rejected, then you give up your own boundaries because you don't want to be rejected. Mm-hmm. You don't want to say no to that threesome, even though you want. You don't want to do that threesome, but I'm going to do it because I don't want mm-hmm. you know, to lose my man. I'm going to give him head because I don't want to lose my man. I'm going to have sex with him, even though I want to because I don't want to lose my man. You are fearing this man rejecting you. Yeah. And then being accepting of abuse and disrespect. Mm. now that's a big one that's a big one yeah oh my goodness that's a huge one because a lot of people get used to it and it becomes oh he calls me fat every now and again or Mm. she calls me fat or she you know sometimes she says I'm not that pretty or whatever or she won't help me get the groceries out of the car or she you know makes me or he makes me take care of the baby all by myself just disrespectful things that you accept. And sometimes they're so small and then later on it turns into something huge. Yeah. They're like, oh, will she let me do this. Oh, I'm going, I'm, I could definitely do that. You know, pushing it, pushing it. They keep it. Yep. pushing those limits. Yep. So, rigid boundaries, these are boundaries that are there to protect you, but they're rigid if you see danger everywhere. So, some of rigid boundaries include like avoidance. Been avoiding, avoidant of intimacy, close relationship, co- close relationships. So that means that you're the type of person that you won't let anybody in no matter what. Mm. You're not letting them talk to you. You're not letting them, you know, they're trying to show you how much they love you and care for you, but you're like cold towards all of that. Those are rigid boundaries. And it could be based off hurt that you've had, yeah. you know, Pain. growing up pain you know things that you haven't had resolved or haven't healed from so you avoid because you don't want to feel that hurt again being unwilling to ask for help i've seen that where people they're so rigid and it's like i don't want nobody trying to tell me what to do i can do it on my own and then they just keep fucking up everywhere because they (laughs) they they don't ask for any help and you know you need help yeah but you're so hard and you think you know it all, having very few close Mm relationships, or maybe none at all, because you don't trust people, you don't Mm -hmm. trust them to come into you, and be close to you, being overprotective of personal information, like, that, I've seen some people, they're like, I'm not telling you my name, girl, (laughs) what? It's a last name, you know, but it's because maybe they been really, really hurt by the credit system. I don't know hell so I' I'm trying to, <laughs> to the them. <laughs> <laughs> So those are oh and then healthy boundaries. so healthy boundaries are considered they basically happen when you know, believe in and can protect your values and your opinions. Right. Mm-hmm. So healthy boundaries will include you don't compromise your values, which I feel like that is a very healthy boundary. And I just remember because I was talking to my aunt the other day about her kids. And I was like, well, you know, I was the type of teenager where I didn't give in to peer pressure. I had healthy boundary. I when I said that I don't smoke weed, I didn't smoke weed. And if I said mm-hmm. I didn't drink, I didn't drink. And I had friends around me who were like, uh-uh, don't do that, Mika don't do that.
1: Yeah.
0: uh -uh, Don't even offer it to her. She don't smoke, leave her alone. She says she doesn't smoke. You know, they protected me. They did not try to get other people to, but that's because I set the boundary and I was firm on that boundary. Mm -hmm. And people respected those boundaries. So and I didn't compromise my values because I didn't believe in smoking and I didn't believe in drinking. Especially I was underage. So I definitely believe in drinking underage, but (laughs) I didn't, I didn't believe in smoking because that wasn't just that just wasn't my thing. Smoking weed was not my thing. You know and could communicate your personal wants and needs. So I think that's where boundaries start, right? Mm -hmm, We know what we want and what we need. And if we're able to communicate those things, talk about those things, we're able to set healthy boundaries surrounding those things.
1: I think you made a good point with that one. Mm -hmm. So maybe the reason why a lot of people that don't is because they don't know their own wants and needs. That goes to inward Right, Mm -hmm. learning you from the inside out, Mm -hmm. and if you haven't gotten to that point, then how can you set boundaries?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, girl, that's a good one. You're right. If you don't know yourself, you can't set boundaries because you don't know what you can and can't accept, want and don't want, what you need and don't need. So you're right. You can't set those boundaries if you haven't looked within yourself to learn who you are and become confident in who you are as a person. And become confident in your needs and your wants. Yes. Because once you're confident in those things, it don't matter what they say. Nope. You're gonna be like, oh no, okay, well, you can't give it to me. Oh, okay. Well, let me move on. Yeah. Because I know I'm gonna find somebody that's gonna give it to me now.
1: That's it. It's it, it the growth in yourself. And that's why I said I couldn't go back because I know where I was and the work I've done to get mm-hmm. to. It. Yes, and that's right. why I'm able to set my boundary and stand by that. So once you, you do that, then I think that's where the growth will begin.
0: Amen. Amen. Amen, Amen, girl. That was the <laughs> word right there. Okay, the last one is you can accept when others say no to you. And let me tell you why that's so important. Because if you can accept when others say no to you, then you're going to be okay when you have to say no to other people. So you got to be able to accept no because if you're that means you're respecting their boundaries right so now you can draw in people to respect your boundaries yeah so I at a first I used to have a hard time with that. right when people would say no like and I'm like well why can't you just do it now I'm like <laughs> well why? you know I used to be like this I mean years 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 ago young Mika but like why you just can't do it but now I'm like oh you say no oh, okay Moving on, Mm -hmm. you want to do it? That's fine. Tell me, I'd rather you tell me no Mm -hmm. than to do something reluctantly, right? And now I'm sitting here like miserable because you told me yes, and now Mm -hmm. I got to deal with your attitude or the the negative energy that you're putting off after you said no, meant yes, knowing that you really meant no. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I did a post on that the other day. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no, because if you don't. You really will put somebody in that position where they feel horrible for even asking you to do it in the mm-hmm. first place. Don't do nothing for me without your whole heart. Yes. Or uh, shit, half of it. Half, <laughs> half of it. She said at least half, half of it. I don't, and then if you do, do it, even though know you didn't want to do it, don't let me know. Don't let me find out that you didn't want to do it. Don't let me see that you didn't want to do it. Just... Don't do it. Don't a- do it. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so we're going to leave it at that today. Next week, I want us to dive deep into the different types of boundaries. You have physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, material boundaries, which can refer to money, mental boundaries, of course, it's your mind, sexual boundaries, and spiritual boundaries. So I really want us to go through those next week part two when we talk about boundaries y'all all right Gigi anything else that you want to say girl no I'm good I, I'm, I'm good too thank
1: you thank you thank you thank you for bringing that one up today I needed that for me and none of y'all got
0: it I got it I know that's right, <laughs> Gigi. This has been a good, good episode. Guys, everyone, I want you all to really think about your boundaries. And when we do our live on this topic, because we're going to come back, we're back to our lives on Tuesday night to talk about our topic. I want us to talk about what are some of your boundaries? Why do you have a hard time saying your boundaries? And why? What makes it hard for you? And let's let's have a deep discussion about this, y'all, because this is good yes good stuff all righty i hope you all have a great night thank you so much for joining sex and sensuality the podcast where we speak what your dirty mind thinks you can find us on all major streaming platforms have a good night good night thank you for joining us on another episode of sex and sensuality the podcast